Elizabeth, what are we going to speak about tonight? I don't know. You don't know? Yeah. Hello, and welcome to a special post-Thanksgiving Day episode of Queering the Shelves. I'm Sarah Sawyer's Love It. <laughs> and we are here with our special guest, Beth Love It. <laughs> you gotta... Oh, Beth Love It. <laughs> Love is literally just fully covering her microphone. <laughs> yeah, it's much better. Thank you. Okay. No problem. Yeah, so uh, we are in upstate New York with Ryan's family for Thanksgiving. So we took a week off from doing structured genre reading. And also we are reading nonfiction books and those take a little bit longer than usual because there's a lot to digest. So uh, we thought we would hang out and talk about books and family and food. Food. Okay. Having just finished a pretty great dinner. Thanks, Beth. You're welcome. It was You're delicious. Welcome. Yeah. Good job, Ma. Thanks so, Beth. Thanks. It's given leftovers. It is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Beth, what are you reading? What am I reading? I am reading uh, the... What is the name of the book? With the... Uh, Mineral and the Dye Girl? Yes. Thank you. And that is a very good book, actually. I'm halfway through it. Yeah. It's very funny. I like that. Although it could be laughing and crying at the same time. No, but. that's one of my faves. <laughs> yeah. I but love it, to cry. It is. It really is good. It's a lot of funny stuff, a lot of family stuff, dynamics, and, and uh, interactions between friends of families and things okay. like that. So it, it's a good book. Cool. I yeah. And the movie is good also. Yeah. I was going to ask, did you see it? Me? Anybody? No. No. I mean... You're with me all the time. You would know if I saw it. Not all the time. You could go see during movies the during the day. I don't know. Um, I would tell you about Sleeping away it. at the factory. Yeah. I mean, but then we talk about our days and it would be something that I would... I don't know. I, I feel like that's a weird thing to keep a secret. <laughs> um, I guess it depends on what kind of movies you go to see. <laughs> yeah. Porn. I just see porn. That's all. Obviously. That's going to get picked up on the mic. Oh, okay. I won't touch anything anymore. <laughs> oh my. I'm getting yelled at here. I'm live no, on the radio. Yelled at it. It's not live at all. I'm actually going to turn our mics down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No. So, what are you guys reading? Um. Well, I just finished. Um, Hiding in Hip Hop, um, which is a book about, like, um, the down low, uh, which is, like, you know, what, I guess, closeted, like, bisexual and, and gay guys. Who aren't really out? Yeah. Okay. Like, or men who have sex with men in general. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's specifically within, like, the black and African-American community, yeah. right? So that the was good. I, um, I am a sucker for a dishy gossip book, and so he, the author... Uh, Terrence Davis, I want to say. I, I will link to it in the show notes if I'm wrong. I mean, I'll link to it in the show notes even if I'm mm-hmm. not. But um, he does a lot of, like, sort of disguising, like, fam- <clears throat> famous people as other people's names. So it was pretty mm-hmm. fun to, like, you know, take Try a... Try and guess. Yeah, yeah. I think I got some of them right. So that was I'll fun. I Charlie Sheen this past week. <laughs> yeah. Let's name them. Just kidding. <laughs> Um, well, listen, they, they, for two weeks you listen to people guess about who it was. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Wait, um, guess about what with Charlie Sheen? Whether he was the guy that was HIV positive. Oh, was there just like a blind item somewhere? Oh, there was starting? blind items oh, all okay. over and it started and they were just continuously guessing. And I thought to myself, really, is this, you know, it's not like it's, uh, like it was... 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. I mean, it's right. bad. Don't get me wrong if if what they're saying is true. But, uh, you know. Yeah. It's not the, uh, it's not the kind of it's thing. It's also that, not the, like, moral, like, consequence right. either. Like, which is, right. I think, what a lot of people wanted to say about Charlie Sheen. Sure. Is, like, yeah. somehow but he deserved listen, it. Listen, he That's is fucked. what he is, it though. Is I mean, everybody knew this is the partier he was. I mean, yeah. I know. And, like, the other piece is, like, how likely is it that he actually got AIDS from sharing a needle as opposed to unprotected sex he was engaging in a lot of risky behavior yeah and i mean the the point is like not 
that he's HIV positive or like even that he had bad behavior. The point is like that he is HIV positive. And for me, like, you know, people will see him as, oh, people who aren't necessarily like, like feeling bad for him. Well, people who are not necessarily, like, engaged with, like, an HIV community will see him as, like, the one, like, spokesperson, and mm, yeah. he's kind of a shitty one. Like, he does a lot yeah. of, like, like whore shaming and just, I I'm, I don't know. I don't care for yeah. him. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I just think, uh, you know, he is what he is, and he makes he makes no excuses for it. I mean, all along, so I, you know mm. what it is. It's not like... Uh, I do think it, like, is kind of shitty that his, like, private... Actually, kind of similar to a book that you were reading. Like, these are people's private lives. And, like, there's a lot at play about, like, you know, whether or not they should be allowed... Like, Mm -hmm. should have no stigma attached to whether they're on the demo or whether they have HIV. But, like... Here's here's my thing, uh, like, about the down low. Um, I don't care who you're fucking... I, I mean, like... What I care about is, is like, what you're saying to other people. So if you're, like, fucking dudes and talking about faggots in your rap lyrics, it's pretty yeah, shitty. It's you know? Yeah. Well, that's kind of like, I, and I know you're not a huge fan, but, like, Dan Savage talks about, like, um, how, like, outing is really shitty generally. Right. Unless the person you're outing has, like, actively crusaded against LGBT people. And right. And it's kind of like, no, well, you need to be. You're not outing them as gay. You're outing them as a hypocrite. Right. Yeah. And, like, you need to be called to the carpet for, like, your responsibility of the rights you're denying other people. But I also think that depends on on what position you you hold in life. If you're somebody that's in the government or um, a religious leader or something uh, like that, social leader maybe, public figure, and what you do or say affects other people... Mm -hmm. And you really are down on on the community and things like that. Then it turns out that you are part of the community. Right. I think that's more of a thing than somebody who's just like as opposed to Gawker, like outing that guy who was just like a magazine editor. That was terrible. That was the worst. Yeah. yeah, that was terrible. I thought that was really bad. Yeah, because it really did have nothing. To right. Do it was with like anything. this is this guy yeah. has like not like. He's just yeah. like you just like plucked a guy from obscurity and like fucked well, up his whole life. Yeah, they did for that no for reason. reason. For no they, reason. they thought they had a reason though. They did. what was the background with that? I think I it was recall. just that he was moderately famous. I mean, like that he he was like a big deal magazine editor, I think. and that was it, right? And that he, was he hadn't it. really got yeah yeah. I find it more disturbing though. that Gawk is becoming a political site. <laughs> They're like firing like. Or they or have the already women. fired. Well, no, a bunch of actually some of the people I like best are like Mark Schreiber and uh, C. A. Pinkham. Like they just they do regular stuff. Them. But like some of the best like writers columnist and, writer type yeah. stuff. Um, and yes, Erin uh, Gloria Ryan. Like a bunch of like really great folks from God. and Jezebel isn't going to be like a a uh, women's site anymore. It's really, going to be just their gossip. Article. That's kind just of gossip. Mm-hmm. I think like a lot of gossip, like celebrity gossip. I think it's probably going to be a little bit more. I guess it's so. I have a lot of feels about that. Yeah. I mean, it's shitty because, like, what, like, if you look at Gawker right now versus I haven't Jen, seen mm, Gawker since that. Really. Well, like they, so they, their own writers will post mm-hmm. things about stories that are happening that are a big deal. So the, a Gawker writer has written about. Plant, the Planned Parenthood shooting, and a Jezebel writer has written about the Planned Parenthood shooting, or maybe, like, one writer and they just cross-posted it, mm-hmm. but the Gawker comments are a fucking cesspool of disgustingness, okay. and the Jezebel comments are just, like, you know, normal yeah, maybe appropriate like- reactions about, like, all sorts of complicated issues surrounding it, and, like, one of the women, I'm assuming one of the commenters... Uh, in the Jezebel comments was like, this is the part that I'm scared of when we go over to just like a celebrity yeah. gossip site because now all of that cesspool mm-hmm. bullshit is going to be But I don't, here. you know, I mean, well, have you heard anything at all since the Planned Parenthood shooting, which we haven't heard, I know you haven't heard anything, mm-hmm. uh, about following these people and their churches? 
No, no of no. course not. Please. Yeah. We're not making a database of crazy white men, that's no. for sure. No. Well, exactly. nobody has the capacity for that. <laughs> that's true. That would be a big fucking database. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, it just it's just amazing. However, can you imagine if the Planned Parenthood shooter had a, unfortunately, I mean, or been muzzled. Oh, yeah. Can you imagine what oh would my have God. happened? Well, like, I actually don't know been... what. I feel like this is putting a lot of the, like, all right, all lives matter people in the religious right in a very awkward position because they have to say something about how inappropriate well, it is. But they're just not saying anything. Well, it, the, in Texas, the religious right is in a very awkward position because they are now having to sue the governor because the governor issued a letter telling all their social service programs not to deal with anybody, not to give any services to anybody who's Muslim. What? Last week. And not to deal with people. Wait, the state government said that? The governor of Texas said it. Jesus How is this not a huge ordeal? Oh, I don't know. I read about it. <laughs> All right. A little shade. And Thanks, uh, Mom. The MSNBC did a uh, online did a story the other Where day are you about the just getting your uh, news. The, the religious organizations now because they're the the government organizations are being basically told if they're dealing with the Muslims and not they can't deal with those organizations. And now the religious organizations are saying, hey. That's what our religion tells us to do. Help your brother. Are you, I mean... Um, Where did you read that article? There's an article on the Political Insider. Muslims are angry at Texas mayor. mayor. But that's a mayor. No, I think it was, well, I heard it was the governor, but go ahead. Maybe it was the mayor. Um, I mean, the governor hasn't protested it, has he? Well, the governor spoke out against that mayor. The mayor was making people... Pledge allegiance, making specifically Muslims pledge allegiance to the no, U.S. That, no, this is different. Google MSNBC okay. and the religious right. We'll have to look it up and put it in the show notes. Where are you going? Right here. I'll be right back. Oh, you're going to hear? Okay. Well, Beth has unclipped her mic and uh, bailed from the okay. show. <laughs> without permission? I, did she say without permission? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm just going to tell her permission next. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh dear. Let me see if I can find it. And then, it, it, either way, I mean, it doesn't matter what mayor or not, governor. So, it's just so outrageous. Looking. Yeah. We never asked what you were reading. Oh, that's um, true, really. Yes. What are you reading? I just finished um, the, f- the first book in the King Chronicles. Why are you deciding? Don't you like. Jumped right on in there. I have pauses sometimes. Just give me a little. Give me a little room, man. Um, Yeah, I liked it a lot. I like. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) I leveled some criticism. I read this. You can actually help me out with. What is the last Rick Riordan book I read? Um, Magnus Chase and the Sword of. Those are the. It's the the Norse. Yeah, ones, right. So I'm like a straight up like sucker for these books. They follow the exact same formula. That's true. Every fucking series, and I have read them all. I enjoy each one. I think I just really like. I don't know if it's his world building or it's a good writer. Yeah, and like I guess there's just something like a little bit comforting mm-hmm. in having this like book that is formulaic but still extremely entertaining um and i was excited about the norse book which i read like a couple weeks back because there was like a muslim character and some like um i think a muslim american character who was i Iraqi, I think. Um, Iraqi American. And a character Mm. who was deaf, so there was somebody with a disability. And I was like, oh man, I'd really like for there to be like a person of color who's like the actual main character. And someone in the book club we belong to was like, he has a whole Egyptian series that has like a biracial. (laughs) And I was like, oh shit, who knew? So I started reading that. I like it a lot. I mean, it like is just the same thing mom is looking like she no, found no, her okay. shit so. do, you, do you worry at all that it is a little tokenizing i don't think it's tokenizing because i think he's just i mean like i think he 
is probably responding to criticism he's gotten. Okay. And then, um, I think it would be really inappropriate to have a story of the Egyptian gods with, like, white protagonists. Oh, yeah. So, I absolutely. think, like, I think that it was the right move. Um, and I think that, like, it's really interesting because I think the Greek gods are pretty, like, recognizable. You learn about them in school and whatnot, sure. but you don't really learn about Norse gods. You don't learn a ton about Roman gods or Egyptian gods really in school. Like, yeah. in PA, seventh graders take ancient world history and study ancient Egypt. So, like, you know, the last time most likely that public school kids encounter ancient Egypt is when they're 11 or 12. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, like, it's kind of cool that they're out there. Like, if you're studying ancient world history, like, Egypt is probably, like, one six weeks worth of, like... Oh, it's, like... Yeah. It's probably three days. It's, I mean, oh, like... Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah. I mean, you cover, like, thousands of years of history in a year. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, yeah, I like I like them. They're very, yeah, very like the, it's a good vacation. Read, just, it seems like yeah, like sub in different main characters and change the names of the gods. And the books are all exactly Magnus the same. Chase, Jason Grace, <laughs> Magnus Chase, Jason Grace, Percy Jackson, Percy Jackson, he Jack, Carter Kane. Yeah, <laughs> like they're all the same. But it's I love them. Anyway, yeah. what'd you find? Love it. Anyway, Gia, I am sorry. Okay. I interchanged Muslims for Syrians. Okay. So this what? is what I was talking about. It's that they uh, have been ordered not to give the Syrians uh, refugees services. <clears throat> and this is after, the, now we're talking about people, Syrians that have been already settled in Texas. We're not talking about like Syrians that are waiting to be you know, in their 18-month, two-year period that they have to wait to get into America. It's so, it's so crazy. And so they're running up against the, the religious right here because... Because the, right. because religious groups have a huge part in and refugee resettlement. These people. Exactly. <laughs> it's, it's enormous. Exactly. It's just so, like... I'm now being told that, you know, not to do it. And telling other government agencies not to deal with these these religious agencies, right. which puts everybody else mm -hmm. that they're helping, who happen not to be Syrian, right. uh, in jeopardy, you know. It's really, I mean, it's an absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, this total overreaction to these refugees. I mean, first of all, you're playing right into, you know, ISIS's hands. Yeah, that's exactly what I said. Hey, the Americans don't want you. They don't want you in Europe. Yes. We'll take you. Come on yeah. back. <laughs> take a fucking gun. Yeah. Seriously. It's really, I mean, mm -hmm. I think I told this story to both of you, but, like, I went to college with a kid. Well, he dated a friend of mine, and he's now a professor. And uh, he teaches political science. He did, like, a pretty nuanced, like, segment with a local uh, news organization where he is in Ohio. Yes. And, like, talking about refugee crisis and just talking about, like, that the process is different between Europe and America and, mm -hmm. like, how we really need to take refugees because we're, like, blah, blah, Really good segment. I He, like, posted some of the comments, and one woman, I swear to God, said we needed Hitler back. Oh, she was well. Like, that I've heard that. Uh, well, not heard it. I've read it on several different sites about that. Well, maybe he had a point. Right. And I'm like, and like the governor Hello? of Roanoke so calling for internment camps. Yeah. And like, well, that sent uh, uh, the actor. Yeah. George uh, sure, Takei. 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 Off his rocker. I mean, well, he was in an so, I know. Camp. Was he? He yes. was. Yeah. He I didn't know that. Was in an internment yes. camp. And, I mean, nobody talks about it. What, you know, these people lost everything. Yeah. They were given two hours to pack suitcases, get their cars going, and go to these Japanese internment camps. I mean, their houses, their businesses, their everything, you know, just gone. And I remember and, learning about internment camps and, like, like feeling really ashamed because it was just like, how could this be? Like, I was young. Or right. How could this happen? How could this happen here? Recent history. Right. Yeah. It's the same. And now people exactly. are calling But that it. has been the, the the feeling since the end of the war. 
you know, where people got, like, say, five years away from it and looked at it and went, wow, mm-hmm. you know, what do we do here? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how did we allow this to happen? The same thing with the boat with all the uh, Jewish refugees. Oh, yeah. Nobody would take. Not just us. Canada yeah. wouldn't take them. Nobody would take them. And they ended up going back. And uh, I don't know how many of them ended up dying in the concentration camps. Yeah. Jesus. But, I mean... That's actually so. Your question is now, you know, who's responsible for those deaths? You know, well, that's something I've seen brought up a lot too. Is like uh, political polls from when Jewish refugees were trying to get here during World War II, and having like a lot of the same rhetoric. People were saying like, "Oh, we Mm -hmm. shouldn't take them. We need to take care of our home first. We have to, you know." And like, clearly, like history is just repeating itself. Yeah, and then all of these like straw man arguments that don't make any sense, like. We have to take care of our veterans. It's like literally the only time you care about veterans is when you're arguing about veterans. Like you don't actually want to do anything to help veterans. What you want to do is have a really nice, convenient (laughs) argument against helping anyone you don't like. Right. (laughs) Which is just so fucked up. I mean, but we don't. I mean, listen, we had veterans die in the street across the street from the White House when Ronald Reagan was in office. I mean, you know. We have veterans that can't get services. We have fucking veterans walking around with PTSD. Yeah. They can't, like. And if you happen to be a female veteran, it's even worse. Yeah. I mean, you get less, not less services. I shouldn't say that. The services are slower to you. And And they're not tailored either. Oh, no, no, they're not. And even when they get services, I mean, because the truth is, when the veterans finally do get services, like from um, the military hospitals and such, they are ha- they are satisfied with yeah. them. Once they're in the system, right. getting what they need, they are actually satisfied. On the whole, I mean, I'm sure not not everybody is satisfied, but uh, the majority, I would think, are. And from what I've read, and but we can't get them in mm-hmm. to the system, and we really the the outreach is kind of almost, I guess, yeah. non-existent. You know, and I think that, you know, they use these veterans like, uh, you know, it's like waving the flag. Like all these politicians, you know, you see every one of them, not one of them ever really wore an American flag on the lapel until they all started running for office. Now everybody smacks an American flag on the lapel and it's a rah, rah, rah. It drives me insane. That's not you, how I thought this episode would go at all. <laughs> what did you think you were going to talk about? I don't know. It's a book podcast. I thought we might talk about books. <laughs> you fine. said it wasn't going to be a regular podcast, though. You, we'll talk about whatever you want to, Beth. This is well. Listen, we can talk about whatever you want to. <laughs> no, but uh, it just—I don't know—the whole thing driving me crazy. It's just fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So you know this right wing. Tilt the country seems to be going towards is a little I don't even necessarily think that the country, I mean, like, I think there is definitely a trend, but I also think that, like, there is, like, sort of a, a weird, like, teeter totter effect of, like, you know, maybe it, like, the right wing just being louder and, and like, more aggressive. No, I think they're, well, I, it, you're right. I, I would say they are louder and more aggressive, but, but I, I do think, think like, kinda, they've, mastered the art of like getting people to vote against their best interests well mm-hmm. sure so Which, i think they use you, a lot of the sorry go ahead. in in uh what the hell was it mississippi or something that they just voted the governor in uh yeah uh no louisiana louis no louisiana they went democrat yeah the other one was uh oh, i don't know belcon beltran no that's a, uh something michigan maybe what is the what is the rest of what you're saying? Well, they voted. There was a big. Uh, they really thought the Democrat was going to take the okay. election, and they voted for. It was in the Times last week, and they voted for the Republican guy, and then they realized <laughs> he's going to cut their health care and all of this, and so they said to. Uh, Matt Bevan? Yes. Kentucky. Kentucky, okay. Well, why well, did you vote for him? And this woman was like, well, you know, I just, well, you know, I'm a Republican. What the hell? 
So you're, that's... So you just went along with the program? <laughs> I mean, seriously, are you a moron? She showed me, Mom showed me an article from the Times. Oh, this is over here, yes. And it's a guy interviewing a woman mm-hmm. who had taken advantage of social... Service. Sure. Yes. Oh, the God. nerve of her. Uh, like social safety net programming Ugh. when she was a young single mother mm-hmm. it allowed her to go to school and become a nurse and she did well i mean she She's, did exactly what the programs are designed to do right but now mm-hmm. she is staunchly against social Anybody safety else net and she's a nurse in a dialysis center oh my she god she believes dialysis should not be available through Medicaid because people just stroll on in, get hooked onto the machines, and like willy nilly, willy nilly, <laughs> enjoy it. Like she, like, oh, you guys are playing a good movie. Give me some snacks and just you know, hook me up to my, this incredibly... take my blood. Yes. I was so offended by it. I mean, having dealt with Mike with dialysis for so many years, I was so offended by it that she implied. That people just wander into dialysis like whenever they want to. I mean, Mike's dialysis place was open from 6 a.m. until midnight. These people that work in that place work their asses off. Mike is Ryan's dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it just, I, I mean, it's just, you can't walk in there late. Yeah, no. I mean, seriously. I remember all the horror stories. Yeah, I mean, if you walk because if you're late, then if the person. It's not like everybody has their own chair, right? The, the, say the dialysis place handles a hundred people, so routinely people are on for three to four hours a day. Right. So when your three or four hours are up, they come. You come off. They come in. They clean the chair, clean mm-hmm. the machines, get everything sterile mm-hmm. again. And then the next person, and this is all done in 15 minutes, so again, I don't know where the willy-nilly comes from, and, and another person is on for another four hours. That goes from six in the morning till midnight, and this woman implies she's that a, she... She is a nurse in a dialysis Oh, I don't think... I, I think she's lying. You think she's lying? Cause well, then she thought, must be. What kind of dialysis place is she? It anchors me. I mean... It's like a drive through dialysis center. Right, well, obviously. apparently, Yes. I mean, it's really, like, astounding. If I read that article and discovered, like, my dialysis nurse held me in such low regard because I was receiving dialysis, like, I and would all, not want her to be my nurse. The government pays for dialysis because private insurance will expensive. not. Yeah. Will not. And so they, so they pay for it because to make sure that people get it. Yeah. Because if you got... Uh, had kidney failure, or renal failure, <coughs> or any kind of kidney problem, you know, t- 20, 30 years ago, odds are you maybe lived a year and then you died. Uh, you didn't live long. Now, I mean, you know, you can live for years. Sure. And you have to follow a stringent program. The idea that people just do whatever they want on dialysis is ridiculous. You don't. You can't drink as much as you, you know. Yeah. And I'm not talking about alcohol. I'm talking right, about no, taking right. fluids. Like actual fluids. Yeah. Actual fluids. You can't drink, like, what, 32 ounces a day, yeah. maybe? No, I remember I that. Yeah. I remember, like, Mike Starting, sneaking, like... And, and, and <laughs> sneaking glasses of water. Yeah. <laughs> just like, it was like, just living in a fucking water prohibition house. <laughs> and then, and then, I mean, anything that can turn to liquid, like if mm-hmm. a uh, fruit or something mm-hmm. like ice that. Could, or, yeah, ice yeah, I mean, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't have, uh, yeah, like cola, uh, any kind of dark soda, because if you have kidney problems, that's like one of the worst things you could do. Have okay. you know a cola? Um, you had a watch that you didn't have salty food. You couldn't have cookies. You couldn't have bananas. Chicken. Bananas. Banana. You wanted a banana. Was it avocados too? Yeah. yeah. Well, so when we went to, he was like on a list for, or he was in the process of on a kidney yes. transplant, and we went down for one of the and appointments. Was, yes. And the nutritionist, bless her heart, she was like the sweetest, yeah. sweetest little girl. But like, she's talking to my dad. She's trying to get him excited about how, like, you know, if they get the the diet correct he's going to be able to eat some things he hasn't been able to eat like you can have like half an avocado and she just had on like half an avocado and dad was like the fuck i don't want half a motherfucking avocado i don't want an avocado <laughs> you know 
And all oh I my god. Was when she was Unless she was having it with chips in the pan, which she could not do. Really? <laughs> so it just, it just didn't work for me. Oh my god. And, but the, the, it was just. All I could think was if she was like, you could have half a banana. She might have gotten him on point because right. I really miss bananas. But I mean, really, even if you were able to have a banana, he was, he had a, a problem with the potassium levels and the. Uh, well, right. potassium, potassium, yeah. Right, so, oh, so he was really restricted. <laughs> Whereas some people may be able to, on dialysis to have a banana, but most times it is half a banana. Right. I mean, you know, and this one would shoot just the whole, the whole, well, the whole, the whole article angered me because I really think he avoided, uh, Indicting her for that bullshit stance? Well, indicting her for that, <laughs> and I think he avoided the fact that... Uh, Sorry. most of the, um, I don't know, I think most of the, the it's about race. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my Which God. Which he didn't, he, did, he said nothing about, you know, he kind of made it about, you know, politics or, you know, right versus. Can I drink your water? Sure. Thank you. know, water. right versus left. I thought you were done. And things like this. And I, and I think really it's, it's. So about race. Everything in the country has been about race for the last eight years. So yeah, I agree. But if you say that, you're the racist, Mom. You're the racist. I am. Listen, <laughs> let me tell you something. Barack Obama got his father's name and his mother's skin. We wouldn't be having half this bullshit. Mm-hmm. He got his father's name and his father's skin. Big problem. I just. You no, know, I mean seriously. Come on. If you're honest about it. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, I agree with you completely. But unfortunately, like, even Obama, like, can't be honest. I remember, like, for a while he kept saying, you wouldn't talk to Reagan like this. <laughs> like, just, like, just trying to be like, I know that, like, I know there's a reason why you decide to talk but to me like this. But he does something, he, he really, I guess because he's president. Uh, you know, initially when he was, uh, I don't know if you recall when he first got elected, like, it was almost every single day he was giving a speech about something or yeah, giving he, an interview, like, and you were saying to yourself, okay, man, go in, do something, true. sign some paperwork or something. <laughs> There's got to be something you need to be doing in the West Wing, you know? And so he kind of, like, leveled off. Yeah. And But when he takes somebody to the woodshed, mm-hmm. this not- man, it, he is so effective at... at Cutting to the heart of the uh-huh. situation, and I really think he should be doing it more now. And he seems well, to he be is, now I, that he is getting lit, into yeah. like no fucks, Obama. Well, this is yeah, he doesn't give a shit anymore, which is good. Yeah, I like you know, it absolutely. You know, and uh, you know, I just uh, I don't know. I just I'm, well, I mean, I'm amazed even, though. I'm I'm amazed at politics. I really am. But you see that? I mean, like you can see it even just with like Ted Cruz, oh, God. who. Was not actually born in the United mother, States. Mother, we don't know where she was born. I Mom, want to know where she is born. She's so supposed wanna... to be in Delaware, and nobody can find her birth certificate. I want to see it. Mom contends that no one can find Ted Cruz's mom's birth certificate. I read that because he's. I, are, and you, are you she a was Ted born... Cruz birther? I am. I <laughs> want him to prove he's an American citizen. Oh my, that sounded painful. I, I texted Tiff the other day, and I yeah, was like, "She's right. Uh, Tiff's right. She doesn't think she's she right didn't like. Te- she didn't like. She said something about Ted Cruz, and I was like, "Fuck Ted Cruz. He was born in Canada. His dad's Cuban. His name is Raphael. <laughs> like Ted Cruz's first name is Raphael. But Ted Cruz's father, even he's a piece of work. He comes from Cuba, becomes an American, moves up to Canada, denounces now he's denounced his uh, Cuban citizenship to become an American. He gets to Canada, denounces his American citizenship to become a Canadian, and then he has Ted Cruz. He has the kid up there, which is Raquel, whatever, (laughs) which is all good and well. I I mean, I'm not saying that, but there are wait for Raphael. There is. There were things you had to do, apparently, in Canada, yeah, if you were right, going to be an American citizen. Now, they're claiming because his mother was an American citizen, that's why he is an American citizen. Which is true. true which, is, which would be true, but in if addition to be having that child born, you would have to, and I don't know where specifically you would have to go in Canada, whether it's the American Embassy or whatever, to register that child. So he's Canadian? 
He was born in Canada. Canada. He gave up his Canadian citizenship. Yeah. Okay. Just recently. He did, yeah, right? Uh, within the last couple. So why would he give up his Canadian citizenship if his mother made him American the day, like, well, three months after he was born? He what? He had dual citizenship. Oh, please. He had nothing. <laughs> but, like, I think, like, my original point... She is, wasn't born in Delaware. No, that wasn't. That wasn't my original point. My original point oh, was that, God. like, a lot of the Republican contenders who are trying to market themselves in certain ways with people of color. Super Americans? Well, like, they try, like, Ted Cruz, I think, tries to capitalize on this idea that he's Hispanic, but he also spends, does, goes through great pains to sort of make himself himself, whiter. Whitewash himself. (laughs) To whitewash himself. As does Rubio. As does Rubio, as did Bobby Jindal. Mm -hmm. Bobby is definitely not that man's first name. (laughs) And, like, not that there's anything... Not to say, I don't know. What up. is Bobby Jindal's first Free-ish. name? Oh. Um, <laughs> One day they call him Bobby. They wouldn't have flown it in Louisiana. I just wonder if your first name is Piush. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it. How do you land on like the grand old party as like where your best interests lie? Well, I thought the greatest little thing. Did you read today? Uh, you know that little 13 year old boy who um, uh, made yeah. about Yeah. Became a Republican. Oh, oh, oh yeah. you heard about him. He, yeah. Obama, right? He has now given up the yeah. conservatives. I said, look at this. They had him for three months, and now he's like enough. I, I mean, it's amazing. Uh. I just like again. I don't. I've, I'm very much in favor of calling people whatever names they want to go by. So that's true. Exactly. exactly. I'm jo- being facetious with like calling Ted no. Cruz Raphael or whatever. However, I think it like speaks for a larger problem within the and it's GOP. Also, and yeah. it's also the whole problem in America. Correct. Americans cannot pronounce names from other countries where they have problems. Right. I mean, I'm having trouble with Biden. Right. And I worked with a nurse years honest. ago who was from Korea. Mm-hmm. And her first daughter, she gave the little girl a traditional Korean name. Mm-hmm. And nobody could pronounce it. And nobody could at all. And so she's now having the second kid. And I said to her, we were talking one day, and I said to her, what are you going to name the baby? And she goes, I don't know, Mary, Susie, something. And I looked at her, I said, but she, she goes, what? I said, oh, you know, not my business, but the whole family has Korean names. She said, yeah, that nobody in America can pronounce. <laughs> She's like this. She said, I'm not doing this to another one of my kids. <laughs> and she she, I think she finally did. She had the baby. She named her Mary. But again, she eventually, with the older girl, mm-hmm. changed the older girl's name yeah. on the record. I don't know if she did it, you know, legally, yeah. just went up to school or whatever, and translated, I guess, maybe the Korean name into the actual okay. whatever the. And that's how it was. She said it was impossible. Nobody knew how to say the so word. So the problem is that it's like not that it, but people won't learn. Learn it, yeah. Like, have you ever, do you, do you watch Orange is the New Black? Uh, I, you know, not truthfully, no. I've seen a, 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 a bit of it. really phenomenal actress on there. She plays a woman whose name is Crazy Eyes. But her name is Uzo. Her uh, name is Suze, Suzanne. Crazy Eyes. Okay. Her name is Suzanne. <sighs> Sarah. So nobody can pronounce that? No. Oh. Sarah's <laughs> being ridiculous. Oh, I'm not. Warren, right? Suzanne, crazy eyes, Warren. Is that it? Oh, it's that Suzanne Warren, cra- yes. Okay. Okay, so on the show, she plays Suzanne, crazy eyes. Sarah thinks it's offensive. <laughs> I'm just calling her crazy eyes. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> but she's played by a woman named Uzo Aduba, is her last name? And so, like, she has told this story, like, where she went home to her mom and was like, hey, I want to, like, change my name. None of these people can pronounce it. And her mom was like, if they can pronounce, like, Dostoevsky and Tchaikovsky, yeah. they, they can, can pronounce pronounce your name. So, right. Now, really, it's all mother- the truth. <laughs> it's just, like, this, like, first of all, I think... But you have people for years and years that came over on the boat that Americanized their names. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, mean, you know. I mean, and, like, it's funny, too, because there's so much conversation about, like, foreign names and African-American black names. Mm-hmm. But, like, you want to know some names don't follow, like, phonetics? Ryan? Irish <laughs> names. Yes, Irish I'm... names. Like, Siobhan? Yes, like, yeah. Siobhan. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Even, like, I was teaching my kids... 
last year and they there was a math problem they were like what kind of name is seen and i was like oh it's sean and they were like that's not sean sean is s-h-a-w-n i was like that's true you know what i had a really hard time with penelope when i was a kid i would say penelope (laughs) (laughs) but it's true it's true yeah you know if you're a kid and you're just learning how to sound things out yeah hard name yeah and it's it's difficult enough to I mean if you go across America just well just go from one end of New York to the other with the different accents yeah. <laughs> I mean you could go down them uh, to the city in Manhattan they sound different from Brooklyn and Brooklyn oh, they sound true. different from Queens and Queens they sound different from Bronx it's you know it's true so but uh, I can understand somebody changing their name right and like honestly I don't think there's anything wrong with changing your name if that's what you want to do but like the piece of it that sits uneasily with me is the, like... You shouldn't have to. Well, it's the fucking insane racism of the GOP, and then these people who are trying to, like, parlay their, like, their POC ethnic- status as trying to, like, get people right. who are people of color to vote it's for the, the GOP, GOP. Against their best interests. Against what, their best interests. This is what they... The... the the way the GOP is now with uh, Cruz and, and Trump and, and really, who is a fascist? I, I mean, seriously. I thought uh, Trump was like a joke. Honestly, for a while, I thought he was like, because he was a Democrat for a long time. So I thought he would be. I, I got to tell you, I truly, honest, hands down, I thought Trump would be gone by the middle of October. I know. Yeah. Not in a hundred years. But he, you know, I, it's... Goes to the lowest common denominator, and and everybody just follows along. I, it's uh... and every time he says everything, he, and then I I think that's actually like really not that it hasn't already been a problem in the on the right, but like it's really infecting because people are seeing like the more outrageous things he says, the more support he's getting, and then like so well, it, now it really must, like opens the gates for other people he must to be, be worried about Cruz or something now because uh today i was reading something about where he said he'll run as an independent yeah he had Which promised would not be to okay with, yeah because it'll know, split the yeah, that's fine with, with me the, yeah it'd right. be good with the uh democrats who runs yeah. as an independent you know so but one of my friends jocelyn had a theory that because he was a democrat for so long that this this whole campaign was just like a big red herring basically and um, I I was kind of like, okay, I can see it. I mean, the man just loves publicity. So if That's he was going to get a shit ton of publicity for this, like, who he's gives a, a shit? But he's but embarrassing. This point, he really oh, is. It's too much. It's so... He's, and, like, uh, and his anti-immigrant, like, rhetoric, the nerve of it, whilst being married to immigrants and having children who are the children of, Im- of an immigrant mother, like, it's so... But the whole country is uh, the nerve. Yeah. The whole also damn true. country is built on immigrants' backs. Immigrants and slaves. Yeah, exactly. And slaves, exactly. Yeah. The whole thing, the nerve yeah. of anybody to stand up now and say, hey, we're not letting anybody else in, you know? Yeah. I mean, really. Yeah. My grandparents were immigrants. Mine, too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we could we could interview Nana next. I think that would be a good time. It would just be shout like, "What do you think, Nana?" (laughs) Just real loud, real loud podcast. I can't do an Irish accent, or I would try to respond as Nana. (laughs) Okay, bye bye. I love you. Okay, bye bye. uh, The absolute nerve. It is to to, uh, but that comes back to like America, like this concept of like American exceptionalism, which I know is like a a Bush doctrine. Well, no, it's it's been along for a lot longer. Oh, I know, but he made it famous and and palatable and everything else. But I think it's gotten like like gotten into this like micro, like really tiny level where you're talking about that woman from the Times article and people who are like, you know, I took advantage of social safety net programs but i am the exception because i did it the right way no one else should have it you know like this right. idea that like i'm the one good like the person. One good I'm, person. The one, I'm the one person who should have access yeah. to this i'm the one person who yeah. does this properly it's well so i was crazy. watching today uh, amazingly enough uh, melissa uh, harris Perry, I love her. Perry, yeah. Harris Perry, Harris Perry, Harris, Harris Perry. Today she did a segment on um, true schools. 
in Manhattan on the west side, nine blocks apart. The one school is like up here somewhere. It's really high. It beats all the averages by, mm -hmm. by a lot. PS 199. And it just is, you know, way, way above the school average, the uh, city average oh, for yeah. the kids. There's math and the reading and all of that. And it's predominantly white. Okay. And now the other school, PS 191. I hope it's 191, 191 and 192, but I think it's 191. That school, and they're nine blocks apart, these schools. Yeah. That school, however, is lower middle, a lower uh, income, middle class type people from the projects. Now, the one school, the rich school, had over 100 kids waiting to get into kindergarten because there was not enough spots. So what happened was the school board thought, well, you know, really, this is very silly here. We got this other school over here with open kindergarten spots. Why don't we take these kids and put them over here? <laughs> All hell broke loose. Mm -hmm. That didn't go over bad. But the biggest thing she said, and I almost fell off the couch, you talking about the difference between, and the other school, the scores are lower. Mm -hmm. And it's been declared a dangerous school. They're not quite sure. The, the uh, woman uh, who was talking about it could not get any viable reason from either the city or the state or the feds as to Why how it was declared okay. a uh, dangerous school. Okay. Um, and Melissa, she keeps going up. But they're, they're like kindergarten to eighth grade. What dangerous? What's going on? Oh, that could be. I mean, yeah, depending well, upon what's going on. Uh, yeah, exactly. Stuff, but the biggest thing actually. she said to me is the one school last year, guess how much the parents association in the white, well, let's call it a white school, but it's not completely white. They sure. inter integrate school. The good school, let's say. Uh, guess how much money they raised last year? The PTA. I wouldn't even like to guess. Uh, $30,000. No. $130,000? No. $230,000? No. $500,000? No. How much, Ma? $800,000. Oh, my God. The little school nine blocks away? Yeah, not not even close, right? $24,000. Oh, my God. What's like, there's a... And, can you, and I'm sure... Yeah. Those those people gave to the match. What they got, yeah, 100%. To get. And I thought to myself, therein... But, and you know what else? So the kids in that school, the other school, are going to grow up, and like, I'm sure they're very nice people, but they're going to say, I went to public schools... I had access to all the same stuff. Why can't they pull themselves up by their bootstraps without exactly. any recognition? That, that is the question on both schools. And the lady, one of the ladies, and I don't know specifically how she's involved. She actually, her daughter, she lives in Harlem now. And she said um, her and her husband committed the terrible, terrible sin of buying a house and not knowing where the kid was going to go to school. Mm. But her kid, she said, I got to tell you, we lived there. And my kid went to 191, like, mm -hmm. I guess, kindergarten. I, I'm not sure if it's kindergarten. I think it was just kindergarten. She said, I love the school. Yeah, I'm sure. She said, I thought it was a great school. And she said, I, I don't, and I can't find, oh, she was the one who was trying to find out why they were calling it dangerous. Yeah. She said, because it's just so off the wall. But, you know. I mean, they, they're calling it dangerous because black kids go there. Well, I mean, like, I, if we're being you know, honest about, like, said, how things she happen. Gave, she gave an example, and she said, listen, if you have two kids who got into, let's say, a fistfight, you know, two fifth-grade boys getting a fistfight, and one of them banged their head, how that is put into the computer depends on how it's designated. Mm-hmm. And if you use the wrong word or the wrong phrasing, once it's in the city computer, once that is translated to the state computer, which mm -hmm. has a different level as they're looking at what you're writing, that she says it, as it could goes up the ladder, it could become like a violent incident by the time it gets to the sure. feds. Whereas, really, when you look at it, it was two stupid fifth graders. Right. 
that really were not heard. He banged his head. Okay, everybody went home. That's the end of the discussion. Mom and dad got called. <laughs> you know, that, that was it. Yeah. And, and it was no big deal. But now by the time it had gotten up to the feds, it was a violent incident. Consequently, right. the school is now, and not just because of one incident, but the school right. is designated now as a violent school. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's even like a whole other thing. Like, kindergarten boys getting suspended for, sh- like, shit. Like, well, black kids get suspended. Uh, black and brown kids. Not just black kids. Yeah. Black and brown kids get suspended way more. Yeah. Yeah. Are we still recording? We are. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, folks. We'll have a regular episode, uh, episode for next you week. next week where we talk about queer nonfiction. Yep. Not memoir. Not memoir. I know. I got you. I know. I'm just saying. Okay. Thanks for coming, Mom. Oh, thanks for having me, ladies. It was a good time. It was a good time. We can do another one of these at Christmas. Oh, yay! Yay! Maybe we'll talk about, like... Books? Yeah, like, (laughs) books in general, maybe not necessarily. Well, see, I asked you for an agenda. You didn't give me an agenda. Well, I had some questions. (laughs) I had Annotated. I did have some questions, but, like, I didn't want to interrupt you guys at all like it's like radio gold i think yeah but i think if you're doing this kind of stuff you should let it go yeah but beth you're especially if you're only doing it once every three months <laughs> you know we could go viral we could have we, we could be woo, all over the net i think that's the show title we could go viral all right hey. all over the internet <laughs> Thanks again for listening to this hour-long rant. Um, and thanks well, I'm going to edit it down. It's not yeah. going to be an hour Thank you, long, girls. Okay. Uh, maybe 45 thanks. minutes. Okay. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Queering the Shelves podcast. Just a reminder that if you want to get in touch, you can email us at queeringtheshelves at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash queeringtheshelves. You can tweet us at Queer the Shelves on Twitter. Podcasts and show notes are available at queerpodcast.com. You can like, rate, and review us on iTunes and get in touch. Communication is what brings communities together, and we feel really lucky to be part of yours.